All right, Alexander, let's talk about this situation in uh, Kosovo and uh, Medohia. And we have uh, more uh, conflict, I guess you could say, between the NATO uh, occupation forces and uh, Serbs who are protesting an, an election, an election, a, a power grab, I don't know how you want to describe it, of uh, the the Pristina government, an election which had a turnout of 3% because the majority uh, ethnic Serbs in the north of Kosovo, they did not uh, did not support the, the election and the election process there. And uh, it's led to tension where we do have 50, I believe 50 plus uh, Serb, Nash, Serb, uh, ethnic Serbs uh, injured in uh, in these clashes, and you also have NATO forces who were also injured. Yes. So, um, with each with each skirmish or conflict, we're escalating more and more, and now we're yeah. actually seeing injuries and casualties, and that's a dangerous trajectory. It is an extremely dangerous trajectory, and it is exactly where we're going. And in my opinion, this is it has all the resemblances. This whole affair resembles more and more um, pre. 2022 Ukraine crisis because you have an area in northern Kosovo which is Serb dominated, Serb populated, I should say not dominated. And um, there have been previous crises, but in April the government in Pristina decided to impose its own system of elections there, treating this area as if it was under the control of Kosovo, knowing perfectly well that the Serb population in this part of Kosovo, would not recognise any election run according to the rules dictated by Pristina, the Kosovo authorities in Pristina, because as far as they're concerned, Kosovo is a part of Serbia, and the capital of their country is not Pristina, but Belgrade. So they boycotted the elections. The government, the authorities in Pristina, decided to press forward with those elections. Bear in mind that back in 2013, there was supposed to be, and there was an agreement that there was supposed to be some kind of autonomy structure for this area of um, Kosovo. Of course, the authorities in Kosovo never implemented it, just as the Ukrainian authorities never implemented the Minsk agreement. So now we have a situation where these mayors were elected by this 3% of the population or whatever it is. Um, there's an attempt to impose them. The population, the Serb population, is strongly opposed. That has in turn led to clashes between Serb civilians and the NATO forces that are in Kosovo. And most unusually, um, as the situation starts to spiral out of control, uh, NATO and the United States have actually for once criticised the Kosovo authorities for trying to impose these mayors on the population there. They're saying that it's absolutely inappropriate to force people, uh, 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 supposedly phony elected authorities, without consent. So um, quite what that's all about, because up to now the United States and NATO have considered, and the EU, have consistently supported Kosovo in every conceivable respect against the Serbs. Why they've 
said this, whether it's an attempt to try to de-escalate the situation because they're not ready or because there's some other factors or because they're worried that with the situation in Ukraine not going well, they don't want a second front at the moment in Kosovo. I don't know, but the point is, if that is the reason, then the Kosovo authorities don't seem to be listening because my impression is that they're escalating as well. And of course, the authorities in Serbia, the government in Serbia, is now also being pushed again towards taking action, which it's clear it doesn't want to take, but eventually it might be obliged to take to defend, as it would say, the Serb people in Kosovo. Yeah, Vucic actually uh, described the policy that Kurti, the the leader of uh, of uh, Kosovo, of the administration in, in Pristina, he said that he is taking the uh, Elensky route. So he's even comparing everything that's going on to to the lead up to to the conflict in uh, in Ukraine. Uh, wh- what do you think Serbia would do if things continue to escalate? Well. <laughs> What do you think they could do? What they could do? Well, Vucic has consistently shown intense reluctance to use the ultimate, take the ultimate step of deploying the Serb army into these areas of Kosovo. He doesn't want to be, to find himself in a direct confrontation with NATO and the EU and indeed with the collective West. Um, He's concerned that they might retaliate militarily, that they might retaliate economically. But feeling is rising high in Serbia. And I have to say, and you know, you're perhaps more familiar with Serbia now than I am. I haven't been to Serbia for many years. I get the feeling that there will come a time when people will probably insist on taking action, that they will not want to abandon their people in Kosovo. And of course, as far as people in Serbia are concerned, as far as most of the world is concerned, as far as I am concerned, I just want to make that clear, Kosovo legally remains anyway a part of Serbia. So they will act. I think they will want to see action from their president. And of course, Vucic is an extremely guileful character. He manages to manoeuvre. He's managed to stay as president for a long time. But perhaps eventually the pressure will just be too much. That, the alternative, would be that he accepts Kosovo control. The people, the Serbs, the remaining Serbs in Kosovo are driven out because that's the only way that could end. That would create a major crisis in Serbia and perhaps a change of government there. If the war in, uh, in Ukraine for the collective West was going well, um, do you think they would have pushed for a second front in, in Serbia, in, in Kosovo, in Medokia, excuse me? Um, perhaps the reason... They're starting to back off from a second front is because it's not going well. And to a large extent, they've been demilitarized. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that Serbia should go up against NATO because NATO doesn't have any weapons. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying that perhaps NATO understands, you know, we're, 
we've used up so much in Ukraine that we just we don't have the capability to to open up a second front, whether it's Georgia or Moldova or Serbia. There was a time, maybe six months ago, where I think that was yes. their their desire. But now it seems like they don't want that. I, I'm going to say this. Up to this point in time, the Western powers have backed every escalatory move that the Kosovo authorities have taken. There's never been, up to this point, any moment when they've criticised them. They have criticised them now. And the only reason that they can have done that is the only explanation I can think of is that they're becoming very worried about the situation in uh, Ukraine. They're becoming concerned about the prospects of this Ukrainian offensive. Josip Borrell, no less, has said that he's not optimistic. Interesting admission from him. And that the Russians will push on until they've achieved victory. Interesting, as I said, admissions coming from Josip Borrell. So I think that they are worried. And I think that at the moment they don't want to fire in the Balkans and perhaps in the Caucasus and perhaps in Moldova as well. Um, but specifically not in the Balkans, not against a tough adversary like Serbia potentially would be because their hands are full in Yugoslavia and they just don't need this. So I, th that, I think you're absolutely right in a word. I think that is exactly the thinking. Now, the problem is they might say that, they might be saying to the people in Pristina, you must de-escalate because we're not ready for this. This was plan A six months ago or three months ago or wherever, but we're not where we expected to be. The offensive isn't going well. Things are not going well in Ukraine. You must back off. But I don't get the sense that these people in Kosovo that they've been supporting for so long are very easy to control. And I suspect that those people in Kosovo will want to push on regardless. So they could find themselves dragged into a conflict they don't want to be in. Just as the Serbs, just as the Serbian government, just as Vucic could find himself dragged into a conflict, he very obviously doesn't want to be involved in either. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the, uh, the administration in, uh, in Kosovo that they're taking Alensky's uh, strategy plan that, that he tried to implement in Ukraine. They're trying to do the same thing in, in Kosovo Metohia, that is to try and draw NATO in. Yes. Which Alensky's been trying to do now for Absolutely. since the beginning of, uh, of the conflict. So it seems yes. like that's, that's the decision they've made. We want to try to draw NATO in, and that's how we're going to resolve Kosovo Metohia. But, but so far, it's, it hasn't worked out well for, uh, for Ukraine, and I don't think it's going to work out well for, for Kosovo Metohia either. No, I don't think it is. I think, I think... For the authorities in Pristina. For the authorities, I mean, in, for the authorities, authorities in Pristina. Pristina yeah. Exactly. I, I, I get to say what I think about this. I think that this is, and this may also be pushing them to, to become increasingly daring about this, because I don't know how well informed they are about the war in Ukraine, but I suspect that they could be sensing that the time window for them to resolve the situation in Kosovo, Metohia is closing, that a Russian victory in Ukraine is going to change the entire geopolitical landscape. And that's why they want to push and push hard now, because if they wait too long, 
if they wait a year, for example, whatever chances there are of sorting things out as they want them to be sorted out will have gone. And I, I, at the same time, they're probably underestimating the strength of the forces that are already willing to oppose them in Serbia. And I think they're also perhaps, as you correctly say, hoping to get the West drawn in. They might find that some people in the West aren't too keen, not perhaps so much in the Europe, you know, in places like Germany or Britain or Italy, which tend to be pretty supportive of the Kosovo Albanians, but perhaps France especially at this time, which is in a very nervous position altogether. They might not be too keen to get dragged into another conflict in the Balkans. And of course, the militaries might not be. So, I, I, you know, I, I think it could turn out very badly for them. But I can also understand why they might be pushing particularly hard at the moment. It's a particularly dangerous time because if they really do sense that the time window is closing and that the geopolitical balance is shifting, <laughs> you know, we have the Chinese emissary, Li Hui, travelling around Europe, talking of peace in Ukraine. That's also a sign, you know, that the political balance is changing. Remember, China is fiercely opposed to Kosovo's independence. It strongly supports Serbia on this issue. Well, all of that might be making people in Pristina extremely nervous and might be causing them to push hard in the way that they're doing, accepting whatever risks come with it. I think the window has effectively closed. Yeah, I think you That's may be wrong. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it, when you take a big picture view of, of what's happening in, uh, in the world, and let's just say Europe, Europe is in no position, the EU is in no position to, to push another conflict. NATO is in no position to, to push another conflict. Uh, Kosovo would be a lot, a lot more tricky than, uh, than Ukraine because inside the EU, you have how many member states that fiercely oppose uh, Kosovo and support Serbia. I mean, Greece. Greece is one of them. I mean, there's no way that, that, that the Mitsotakis government would be able to, no, I agree with that. to take that... the side of the EU against Serbia and Kosovo. There would be protests in the streets, yeah. you know, daily. I would, I would hope that there would yeah. be protests no, I, I in the that. street daily. I, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, 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 sometimes and, the, and other what's countries. going on on the ground in Greece. Yeah, yeah. but and in those countries, there's um, Romania, uh, Spain. Spain, Romania. Romania. As I said, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they, Cyprus. I mean, Cyprus, there's there's a lot of countries in countries. Europe that would yeah. be, yes. You know, we're not getting involved in this. Exactly. There's going to be no exactly. NATO involvement in this. Exactly. And, exactly. and after everything they've been doing in Ukraine, their support is already very, very weak. This would break the back of so many governments in yes. uh, in the in the European Union, and then. You know, you, you take the economic situation of of the EU into account, and and uh, the 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 energy situation, just everything, the 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 the, the refugee situation. It's, that window has, if you it have, hasn't closed completely, it's like yeah, maybe just a little bit open for uh, for Kurti and for Pristina. But you know, Serbia, uh, they've. They play for time, yes. and I think it has worked. Yes, yes, in in their favor to a certain extent. I yes. don't want to say this no. is 
This has been a masterful chess game, but it, playing for time and keeping things calm has worked in their favor for now. For now, absolutely. One has to qualify this by saying that there's a huge potential for things to, to go horribly wrong. Um, and <laughs> the fact of K4, in other words, NATO troops being attacked and getting into fights, and in some cases getting beaten up, by the way, by angry Serb civilians, is um, th that must be making very a lot of soul-searching, difficult pictures um, in Western capitals. And of course, they don't. I, you know, if you look at their statements, they seem to be at a loss to know quite what to do in this situation. Well, they are occupation forces. Absolutely, yes. I mean, that's how a lot of countries in Europe that are that are friendly towards towards Serbia, the, the populations see them as occupying forces. These this K four. Yes. So, it's a very tricky situation, yes. but I think that given the the situation of of where we are today in Europe, in Russia, Ukraine, China, the United States, uh, you know, Pristina is, is is playing a very dangerous game that to me is just not. It doesn't favor them at all. What favors them right now, I would imagine, would be once again to try and and negotiate some sort of solution yes. to all of this. Yes, but but we, we it's again again exactly the same problem as with Ukraine. Obviously, yes. negotiating a solution is the obvious way forward, but they can never do that because of the nature of the movement that has taken power in Pristina, which isn't in some ways that different from the nature of the movement that took power in Kiev. <laughs> These people find negotiation impossible. And because they've had the backing of the West for so long, um, they've been hardwired into believing that sooner or later, because the West backs them, they're going to win. <laughs> that makes it very difficult even for the West, and West itself to control them. They think that if they push hard enough, just as Zelensky hopes to draw the West into the Ukraine conflict, people in Kosovo think, the, the Pristina authorities think, they can draw NATO into backing them into the conflict in with, with Serbia as well, and then that will give them all that they want. And, and dealing with that kind of mindset is unbelievably difficult. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, there, there's no stomach for, for a conflict in the Balkans, in my opinion, and at least where I am right no, now in, in Europe. I agree. It's going to I, be I, a very, very difficult to impossible sell, for example, for Mitsotakis or Christodoulis. Absolutely. In Cyprus or in Greece, it'll be an impossible sell to the people. That would be I, my opinion. But. I agree. I think I, uh, what I've heard from Romania, by the way, is exactly the same there. Romania being an important place. Remember, it's also very nearby. Hungary is on friendly terms with Serbia as well. Remember that? So, I mean, you know, with all, these, all, all the geopolitics, it'll become impossibly difficult. So you can understand why the Western powers are cool on this. But they sowed the dragon's teeth, they might find that they have a situation on their hands that they can't fully control. And that is dangerous, despite the fact, as I said, that I 
strongly get the impression, yet again, that Vucic himself is not looking for a conflict. And given what you said, which is, I agree with, by the way, that time has been working to his advantage, one can see why he's not looking for a conflict if things are going, you know, over time his way. So anyway, we'll just have to see. Yeah. All right. Yeah, very tense situation. Okay, we'll leave it there at duran.locals.com. We are on Rumble, Rockfin, Odyssey, BitChute, and Telegram. And go to Durant Shop, 10% off. Use the code. Good day.